Okay, well, I've got just a little bit of setup happening. Um, I want to introduce you to someone. Justice, come here. Did you know I was bringing you up here? No, I did not. <laughs> um, okay, tell me what you own right now. Um, clothes, <laughs> some clothes that I've been donated to. Other than that, my dog and my goat. That's it. <laughs> Tyler's dog. <laughs> Her goat. So really, then you have nothing. Yeah. Home burned down. Uh, one of one of many. How many homes now? in the county? Uh, 87. Uh, and you were one of those. Okay? And so, let me ask you, is God still good? Yes, always. Okay. God is still good. Yes. yes. Um. <laughs> this is, this is one of who we are giving to today. I wanted you to know that. Thank you so much for being up here. I wanted, I wanted to be able to just put a face with that and you know that right here in your family that we have people who are hurting and, and uh, one thing that's kind of not noted, go ahead Lane, Carlo, if y'all come up and uh, grab one of these brown seats. Um, there are many who have lost things uh, insurance doesn't cover. Uh, people had pretty much their life savings in cattle I know he's pr he probably doesn't want me to say this, but uh, Rick Purvis has done oil field work forever and his equipment was at his home. He's lost literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment. That's not covered by insurance. Um, his home did not burn down. Would have probably been far better had his home burned down than his equipment. Um, that would have been covered. So uh, it, it really is catastrophic on, on many families. And I wanted you to be able to put names and faces together. I'm turning your microphones on just to make things easy for you. This is week three of a series that we are in that I have not told you that we are in. Uh, I wanted to start a series called Can I Get a Witness? And so we've been talking about how uh, uh, science, archaeology, uh, prophecy has just completely validated what God has told us for all of these years and the Bible has 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 just said the same words your whole life hasn't it uh, without changing and and we see that those words hold true and we hold fast to those words but I want you to understand that we serve a God who's not the God of just the Bible he is the God of the church today we are we are one part. We are a building block in one temple. So we, we have brothers and sisters everywhere. And we found that out. Uh, they've been, I've, I've seen volunteers. I've, I've been out uh, trying to help. And, and whoever was next to me is from Fort Worth, from Granbury, from Santo. You, you, just, you just never know. Uh, and so we're just one building block in, in a, a, a grand temple. But we serve a God who's worth serving. And this is not a dead God. And this is not the God of your, uh, of your neighbor. We have a lot of religiosity. And uh, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of folks who want to argue religion with you, all the while cursing you in your life. That's not the God that we serve. 
We serve a God who wrote down a word and he wants us to live by it. And when we follow his teachings, it is incredible how profound they are, how true they are, how straight they will shoot you. And I wanted someone to testify. I wanted to get a witness. And so I found some witnesses. I want to introduce you to my witnesses today. Uh, this is Carla. Uh, Carla, say hi to everyone. Hi, everyone. You'll hear, you'll hear part of Carla's uh, story in just a minute, but she, she normally sits right here with her better half. <laughs> or is this your better half? We don't know. They're half and half. This is John over here, and uh, you guys have, you, you have no idea how many breakfast burritos that you've eaten that John has provided you with. Uh, he's, he donated that for so long. He's done a lot of that. Uh, but they've been a real blessing to us. They never clap for me, but burritos. That's, that's the way to a heart. Yeah. Yeah. And this uh, needs, needs no introduction, but first I want to talk about her husband. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is my lovely wife, Lane. And uh, I, want, I want Lane to testify as well. We've got some very unique um, differences between these two testimonies. And so uh, they are... They are uh, quite different, but one God. One God has done miraculous things for both. So, uh, okay, well, let's begin. And are, are, you guys, are you guys nervous? Public speaking? No problem. This is going to be like, like petting a baby seal. I assume that would be a pleasant experience. Where does he get this? Okay. I, the Holy Spirit, we invite you. Just be with us. Just be with us, Lord. Be with these who speak. But God, we, not, not for us. We want to testify about you. You move. You are with us. You are providing. Even in the midst of all this, God, we have stories. I know Weldon and Darlene have a, have a story just from this week, God. You move. And we praise you for that. And we pray that you will be glorified with this conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. Carla, tell us, uh, t tell us about, I, I, I want you guys to hear the story of Carla, and Carla, for a long time, Jesus was not in charge of your life. Carla was in charge of your life. Tell us how that went. Um, it didn't went. <laughs> <laughs> I ran it straight into the ground. Okay. I always thought I had to be in control. Yes. I now know I never was in control. Okay. God did it all. And, and at some point, you reach rock bottom. Absolute rock bottom in Eastland County Jail in July of 2016. Okay. By September, I knew I was at the end of myself, and I reached out, hit my knees, asked God, please help me. I quit using him as a 911, God. Yes. God, just get me out of this, okay? Just get me out of this. Yes. I chose that date and committed myself to Jesus. I was later baptized in prison. Yes. But I really can't tell you the date that I just let him take it all. Yes. I started with very little willingness. I trusted nobody. Yes. So the more willingness I had, the more that he gave me. Yeah. And the more control I gave up and gave to him, I gained more dependence on yeah, him. Yeah. He led me yeah. and he let me. So just in getting there, um, 
did, do you mind telling us why you were put oh, why in jail? Why I went to jail? Yes. Um, okay, let's back up to about 2010, the first time mm -hmm. my door was kicked in by Eastland County Sheriff's Department. I was arrested for marijuana. Uh, they destroyed my house, took me to jail for about three or four days, mm -hmm. put me on probation. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, my lawyer's probably in here. Um, yeah. Uh, as well as you have met people that you used to sell to. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That are here with uh, us yes. right now. Last year. You know who you are. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he didn't even recognize me last year. Yeah. He figured out it was me. Yeah. Your worship pastor. <laughs> exactly. He's like, oh, my God, that's Carla. I don't look the same. I don't walk the same. Yeah. I don't talk the same. Yeah. I don't carry myself the same. Yes. That's all him. Yeah. So, um, a couple of years later, while on probation, I continued doing what I was doing. Mm -hmm. um, God sent the entire task force and all of probation <laughs> to kick my door in once more. Yeah. I had sold to an undercover uh, confidential informant hmm. who was a friend of mine. That's where the forgiveness part comes in. <laughs> yeah, that's later. Um, I was arrested again in July of 2016, and I wasn't getting out. Yeah. They set my bond at $175,000. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't them that said it. Now I know that God used the whole Eastland County judicial system to mm -hmm. pick me up out of my muck and my mire and yeah. sit me down. Yeah. He's like, okay, now read this book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stupid. I had a counselor ask me once, did God call you stupid? I'm like, oh, yeah. Out yeah. loud. <laughs> Out yeah. loud. He called me stupid. Okay. He put so, a book in my hand. So this is sort of the story of how we get to rock bottom. Exactly. Okay. I literally had reached the end of Carla. Yeah. I, had, I wanted to die. I wanted to just completely give up and die. The shame that I felt was unbearable. Um, I didn't want to live like that anymore. Yeah. And I didn't know a way out of it. it now was let's, let's pause right there. That's a, that, that's a great segue into my next question. But first, Lane, tell me about when you hit rock bottom. <laughs> I like that. If y'all didn't hear that, he said, when were you married? <laughs> no, actually. No, repeat it again so everybody hears it. <laughs> actually, I think, I think God had a huge hand in giving me a helpmate when I was married. So I have to, have to disclaim that. Uh, you know, when I was young, I was raised in a Christian home, and I trusted God from the time, you know, probably, probably forever, but when I was seven years old, and this is when I acknowledged, God, I accept you as my Savior, and I give my life to you, and I've screwed up plenty of times, you know, nobody's perfect, I want y'all to know, he, he wanted me to share this, and I'm like, I'm not perfect, you know, so I've not hit rock bottom, praise the Lord, praise God, I've not hit rock bottom, I've made mistakes, but he's been there for me. And um, when I was about a freshman in high school, I'd say, I know, um, there was a disciple now. And through that experience, I just caught my focus, I think. You know, sometimes we don't slow down enough to pay attention, really, to God. And so even if, as trusting in him, we're doing our own thing and, and just not having our focus there. And I feel like at that time, taking the time to put my focus in God, I realized how much I needed him still, even though I wasn't at rock bottom, and how I really did want to serve him. And I caught a little a lot of ridicule at that time, because I believe we'd just started dating, and 
people saying, oh, you're only, you know, pursuing God more because your boyfriend is. Let me tell you, if you have a boyfriend who is pursuing God, stick with that boyfriend. I, it was not, you have to have your own faith. No one can get by on anyone else's faith, but to have a friend, whether it's a friend or a boyfriend or anyone that you're close to that has the same goal and pursuing the same God that you are, it makes it so much easier. I could have made so many more mistakes on my own without support. And so I praise God for the support that he gave me when I was young that ended up being my husband and, you know, beside me still to this day. And uh, so, no, I don't have the same rock bottom experience, but I've served the same God and he's been mighty in my life from the time I was young. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you, if you're not married yet, uh, if you're holding hands with someone, who is going downhill while you're trying to go uphill, somebody's going to win. Unless you let go. You're going to end up going the same direction. And it is seldom uphill. Um, okay. Uh, so two different, two different foundations. Two different beginnings. Same God. Which needed God. Which... Which one of these two, and we're just picking on you, we could pick on all of us, which one of these two was good enough to get to heaven themselves? Now, all sin is not punished the same while we are here, but all sin separates us from God. It all separates us from God. Every one of us need a savior. And so we've heard about sort of Lane and, and, and her, her foundation. We are blessed. Don't let anyone make fun of you for that. The, probably the two greatest men I know in my life are my father and my father-in-law. I am blessed by that. Is that, am, am I spoiled? I, I am I'm blessed. That gives me responsibility to use that, to pass that down. So I have, I have great responsibility with that blessing, but I am blessed. Many of you did not grow up that way, but your kids will. Man, can you smile about that? Your kids don't have to go through some of the stuff that you went through. I'm not saying that they won't go through anything. They need to go through some battles. But can you smile about that, that you will be the one to break that, and your children won't have to go through that? Praise God. But even though you did go through that, tell me about when you began to follow Jesus, you were, you were in prison, right? You, how long were you there? On my way to prison. Okay. So I started in Eastland County Jail. In the jail. Um, when I got to TDCJ, the first thing I did was attend church. Yes. And I've met some really good um, ministries that came in yeah one of them i'm still in touch with yes. and would like to go back into prison yes and many of many of our people some of some of the people who are with you i just want you to know you look up one day and you're like they're not there they're in prison right now but they're following the lord yeah that's um everything he told me he said start where you're at yeah don't wait till you get out mm -hmm. um i signed up with every bible study i could possibly find and i stayed in my word. Yes. I literally studied it uh, 908 days, and I, that I developed a habit. 
But it's prison. easy to follow God in prison because there's oh, right. no problems in right. prison, well, right? They're, yeah, they're, yeah. You, get picked, <laughs> you get picked on and you know that yeah. the closer you draw to God, the more the enemy, I think, steps up his attacks. Yeah. I mean, he didn't bother me at all when I was living in the world. Yes. When I was doing dope and running the streets, he wasn't. He was like, you go, girl, you're playing for my team. Yes. I was. Mm-hmm. Um, the minute I started following, my problem stepped up. Mm-hmm. Oh, hmm, Did you hear sure. that? Mm-hmm. Did you hear that? I, 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 know, I know your favorite TV preacher <laughs> said that you're going to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, but your problems will begin a new set of problems. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you're accused of you know, having jailhouse religion. Yep. Um, even the guards there aren't supportive of it. Yeah. They despise church because it's the one thing they can't stop. It's the enemy. I call it attack to distract. Uh-huh. If he's attacking your brain and got you worried about what so-and-so is saying, what, what so-and-so is doing or trying to get you to do, you're not following. You're following. So you have to literally get behind me, get under my feet. Uh-huh. I'm not playing with you today, Satan. Uh-huh. And it's easy to follow. Like you said, in prison, it's a little bit easier. You uh-huh. can stay to yourself. I found corners backed in, opened my Bible. Yeah. So people avoided anybody that wasn't interested in yeah. the same thing I was. Yeah, yeah. And um, you were there for how long? Uh, two and a half years. Okay. Now, you weren't supposed to be out in two and a half years, right? No. No, I have an eight-year sentence. I'm still on parole for several more years. Yes. Um, and it's a breeze. <laughs> it is a breeze when you're living right. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> it's a lot easier. I call it looking over your shoulder. You've been there before. Mm-hmm. You know you did something wrong, and you're like going to pretend it didn't happen, but you're always looking over your shoulder. You're not looking <laughs> so, over your shoulder now. No, not in the least bit worried. Um, I told you Thursday when you called me, um, mm. I've lived in fear all my life. Fear of the boogeyman, fear of mm, crime even, fear of bad weather, mm. fear of fires. Mm-hmm. I can lay down at night now, and I know who's in charge, and it's not me. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that if house you know blows away by fire, mm-hmm. God still got this. He's that, still in control. Tell me about when when you got out. How? <sighs> yeah, Satan stepped up his game big time. I still write to people who are in TDC, and I tell them you better get armored up because the more you chase after God, the more that enemy steps up. Um, I came home on a Saturday. I went to parole on Monday. There was literally a fully loaded meth pipe in my hand on Monday afternoon where Satan was just like, are you serious? Are you serious mm-hmm. about that God thing? Mm-hmm. The people that were living in my house were literally selling their Xanax and smoking pot. He put all the drugs that I had ever done right in front of me and right in my hand yep. and said, okay, are you sure? Yeah. I took it out to the end of the driveway and I crushed it with a rock and said, yes, I'm serious. Yeah. When that didn't work, <laughs> he yeah. stepped it Heck up. Yeah. Next went my health. My house was a, a mess. I'd used a lot of bleach, a lot of Dawn, and I think I gave myself pneumonia. Literally had no phone. I'm laying there in bed, dying, short of breath. Mm-hmm. I had to call, find somebody to take me to the ER. Mm-hmm. Where my oxygen sats were in their, their 80s. So, again, I'm there with me and my Bible. Mm-hmm. Two little dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kept digging in deeper and deeper. I didn't know how bills were going to get paid, how the electricity was going to get turned on, how I was going to have gas. Um, what was I going to eat? 
the God. And everyone wants to hire you fresh out of Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're walking from Olden, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because first thing they do is put you in class. You have to stay in for a year Yeah. after yeah. you get out. And you have yeah. to go on Tuesdays uh -huh. in the middle of the workday. Yeah. So that made it a little bit interesting. And I really wanted to open my own online store. That's what I dabbled with while I was, um, you know, living in the other world. Yes. Um, I had plans to do it. God had different plans. Yeah. Um, I accidentally got a job <laughs> that I'm still working for the same family today. Mm -hmm. That um, I was just helping with the rent house, and that worked into being a caregiver. Yeah, yeah. And then a full-time caregiver. Yeah. And but God was providing. Oh, yes. You didn't know how it was oh, going to yes. No, I, I had no idea. And there was a temptation to go back to selling. Oh, I yeah. mean, you knew how to make I, quick money. Yeah, I knew how to get out of, the, out of debt right quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just wasn't willing to. Yeah. God said no. <laughs> yeah. And when he says no, you better listen. And isn't that, isn't that a temptation? Do you not have plans that make more sense than God's plans? Do you not have plans that make more sense than God's plans? Those plans of yours do not carry God's blessing. She began to follow God's blessing. Now tell me, tell, me, tell me the way out. Where did you see God move? Oh, everywhere, everywhere. I mean, I got down to one day the water bill was due. It didn't get paid till 20 minutes before it was due to be cut off. Yeah. In places that I would have never believed there was help. The yes. people I worked for, he was also lived in that world. Yes. Um, we were going to AA together, so uh -huh. he asked me probably a year before I started for him. He's like, so do you have your driver's license? I'm like, yes, no car, but I have a driver's license. Yes. yes, That's how it started. His mother needed somebody to drive her to Stephenville. Yeah. That was the foot in the door, and God has just opened the door. I owed like $3,000 in back taxes. Uh -huh. They had already put a lien, a tax lien against my home. Mm -hmm. I had nowhere to go. The home was paid off. Mm -hmm. God literally just kept taking care of me. Mm -hmm. I needed electricity in my name. Mm -hmm. Somebody provided a phone number, didn't pay a deposit. Mm -hmm. Electric still in my name. Mm -hmm. He makes a way where I couldn't even see a way. Mm -hmm. uh, there's n there is no way to explain it except for supernatural. So I can't convince you right now that there's no God. Oh, absolutely not. We want God to provide us with just enough that we don't need God. Right. You know what Carla needed? She needed to need God. I needed a Savior. And I've met a lot of people that get so saved they don't think they do. Yeah. I still need a Savior. There were days, and there are still days, that I walk around Philippians 4, 4, 6. <laughs> yeah. You know, that be anxious for nothing. Yes. When I don't know the way, he says, you don't have to understand it all. Yeah. You just have to trust me. Yes. Have faith. Yes. Those of you who have overcome addictions, you laugh at the word overcome because it never goes away. And, and I know, I know really, really religious people have told, that's not how it works. <laughs> when God frees you, you are totally free. You are free from damnation. But the Bible says, do not be deceived. <laughs> God will not be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. And so you have that addiction, and you know that you have to beat it every day. You didn't just beat it once. You beat it every day. And so when Carla tells you that she's been clean all this time, that she's following God, that means she's doing it every day. These desires do not go away. 
You need accountability. You need somebody. God has provided you with somebody headed the same direction. And, and you need to choose God every day. And there's not one of us who doesn't. So your, your bills were getting paid. You had no idea where this was coming from. You're, you're following God even when it doesn't make sense. Absolutely. Anything else? Um, what you just said, that uh, when you don't see a way, you just keep giving it to him. You just keep giving it to him. One of the habits I developed in prison was getting out of bed, making a cup of coffee, and sitting down and opening the word. Yes. I do that still. Yes. I changed habits where I get up, and the first thing I say is, you know, Lord, thank you. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for giving me another day to get this right. Yes. And I know I'll never be perfect, but continue to lead me, guide me, protect me to only do your will. Yes. And keep me out of your way. Yes. <laughs> so that Carla doesn't. Yes. Carla doesn't get the glory. Yes. Carla didn't do it. Carla couldn't have done it. When you were in charge, it took you to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when you let God be in charge, he brought you through. Even when it didn't make sense. Right. Money's showing up to pay bills miraculously. Amen. Yep. And, and you're, you're living a life. You're not looking over your shoulder. Mm-mm. You're, you're ministering to people. Hopefully. Carly, <laughs> you, were, you were aiding and destroying lives. Oh, yeah. Big time. Big time. Now you are saving lives. Yes. If I can do this, there are, there's hope for anybody yes. out there. Yes. Anybody. And if you can't do it, get my phone number. I'll help. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Lane, talk to me about you, you didn't have to reach bottom. And so you just living by these teachings. Is it just good, good principles and it's good juju? Or have you seen a supernatural God move in your life? Absolutely. God has blown my mind just to the point of, you know, bawling with overwhelming confirmation of his, his existence and his role and place and so much that I've done. But, you know, to get to that point from just, I believe, to strong personal faith. I, one thing I forgot to mention was in college, we were under a pastor who recommended, he said, you know, above what I say, read your Bible. If you can't do anything else, read your Bible for yourself. And I'd been a Christian forever, and I'm sure it had been mentioned before, you know, to read my Bible. And I know I had some from time to time, but to be in constant, constantly in the Word and praying that God would speak to me uh-huh. and make specific prayers and seeing Him answer those in ways that blew my mind, you know, I... I knew without a doubt, and I know that God is real, and he has moved miraculously in my life. But you're a smart person that works hard. Didn't those things just happen because you work hard? <laughs> I mean, is there anything that's not just coincidence? Did God, was it really God who moved? Absolutely. I don't know how specific and <laughs> what stories, but... Um, well, give me one. Give me one story that you've seen from God that I wouldn't say... Well, that happened to anybody who works hard. Well, and my most obvious, I've shared with you guys before, but um, just the craziest that could not, have, could not possibly have happened otherwise was when uh, we were questioning our adoption, and God gave me a dream 
and in my dream I saw my son's face before we had ever met him. My son, who was handed to us in Poland much later, was handed to me in a dream at one and a half, blonde hair, blue eye, little fella, very boy that we have now, before we knew he existed. Mm-hmm. And that was when we were praying for God to confirm to us the process. Mm-hmm. So, but I've seen many things, but that was the most just like there's no way that that could have happened without him showing it to me directly. God tends to reveal things to Lane long before he does to me. <laughs> there's probably a reason. He's like, this dude's going to get lost. I'm going to tell her. guys are so kind today especially this section this section let me just talk to y'all back here both need God it doesn't matter where you have been we serve a supernatural God who is still working well I've prayed for this and it didn't happen because God didn't want that for you why did you pray for that was it so that you could get to a place where you didn't need God anymore Why did you want that? Was that for you? Would that have advanced the kingdom of God? Would that have taken anyone to heaven? If all of your prayers were answered, would anyone get saved? If all of your prayers were answered, would the kingdom of God grow or would your home grow? If all of your prayers would answer, would you need him? I don't know why. You've been allowed to go through things. I don't know why, why you were allowed to go through things. We could go back to, and probably, here's my guess. If I went back to when Carla was 10 years old, I could tell you why she became an addict. Probably. Fourth grade. If you have a fourth grader, get them in church. If you're online and you have a fourth grader, get them in church. If you have a child at all, get them in church. But I could probably go back to 10 years old and talk to Carla. I've never asked her this and tell her why she became an addict. I could probably go back to when Lane was 10 years old and tell her why she never had to go down that path. I don't know why she was allowed to do that. I don't know why Lane was kept from that. But I know that they're here. And I know that God never left them. I know that God pulled Carla out when she didn't love herself. You said you wanted to die. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like God pulled me out of it and brought me this far to bring glory to him, to help others see that there is a way out, because there is, but he's the only power source. Let me tell you this, as everyone is listening, because I want them to hear it too. Yes, but God brought you out because you were his child and he loves you. If there was no one else, if there was no one else, he would have done it for you. Even when, even when he died on the cross for you, he still pursues you. If I was, if, if I was in charge, that would be enough. I'm done right there. I retire. I'm not going to keep chasing you after that. He did. And, and, and I've heard this my whole life. Oh, well, you just, I, I, if, if he would just get saved, he'd be the new Billy Graham. No, if he would just get saved, that would be the child that God loves that comes home to him. Amen. And that's enough. If you don't love yourself, God still does. If you can't forgive yourself, Christ already has. 
if you've never seen God move in your life, then get to the end of yourself and give it to Him. You are not going to see God move in His way on your terms. Even Lane, has God blessed your mistakes or has He blessed righteousness? That principle goes for all of us. Read through the Proverbs. They are, they are not so much promises as they are principles. Well, that's not true. That's promises of God. Okay, okay, okay. Well, the Bible says that you shouldn't be lazy. What if you're a hard worker, but you're also dealing drugs? Is that going to be blessed? You know what I'm saying? It's a, it, it, it's a principle. If you will follow those things, then you are positioning yourself like we talked for last week. You're positioning yourself for a blessing. I want you to see a real God who really moves because when fires hit and somebody comes up homeless and says, why would God allow this to happen to me? I want you to have legs to stand on. I want you to have a real faith and a real God to be able to really minister to people and really believe that there's an eternity and superstition's not working for that. We serve a God who gives dreams, who gives visions, who pays bills when you are being faithful and there's no other way, when you don't see a way out. Why would he leave you hanging? Because he wanted to show off. Carla knows. Your willingness. He wants your willingness. Just be willing. Carla knows, Lane knows, that we serve a supernatural God who didn't just do really cool stuff in the Bible and say forget about it and you wonder did that really happen. We serve a God who still answers prayer. We serve a God who still performs miraculous things. We don't understand everything, but we do see prophecy happening. Uh, the, the disasters happening in your world should not surprise you. Christ told you that those things were coming. But you have a witness. Now, for the third week in a row, I will say this. I can tell you that the Bible is valid, that Jesus really lived. I can tell you that we still have a supernatural God. We can give you facts and figures and testimony of people that you set with, know, love, trust. But that does not mean that you choose faith. I ask you, have you seen enough? You have to ask yourself this question. What would it take for me to have a real faith in a real God? What answers do I need to what questions? My guess is you already have it. Maybe you don't. We want to walk with you through that, and that's, that's okay. That's what we're here for. This is, not, this is not condemnation on anyone. There is no, you, you, you don't have to fear coming up saying I have questions about God like, like you're, you know, revealing some big thing. Uh, there, there's no condemnation. There's no judgment on those things because we're all, we've, we've been there. You're supposed to go through that so that you can have a real faith tried by fire on the other side. But I think that you have seen enough, you've heard enough, you've experienced enough, and you know enough that it's time for most of you to make a decision. You're like, dude, I'm a visitor. This is my first time here. Okay, maybe not you. <laughs> but maybe so. 
do you have enough that it's time to choose faith? God said without faith it's impossible to please him and you cannot skirt around it. Jesus said that he came. This is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's what we want for you. But you have to choose Christ. I don't think I'll do this next week. But I want to ask you if it's time for you to say, Yes, I choose Christ. I saw some hands go up last week. Hopefully, you spoke with someone. Uh, for many of you, if I didn't call you, it's because I, I didn't get a, 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 any sort of phone number connection with you. But if you raised your hand last week and we weren't able to contact you, there were some phone numbers that maybe we couldn't decipher or got wrong or something like that. But maybe God was pulling on your heart last week and, and it wasn't time. But I'm going to ask you again. If it's time for you to choose faith, it's time for you to believe in Christ and get to the end of yourself and let him take over, would you please allow us to walk with you through that? When the service is over, we have people here during worship. We have people here. In fact, worship team, go ahead and come up. I'll be here. We have a prayer team who will be here on the front if the prayer team wants to go ahead and sit up here on the front. We want you to come talk with us because we want you to know Christ and to follow him. Would you have faith in Jesus and let him take over your life? Because you will not. You will not regret it. New set of problems? Absolutely. But guess what? For the one who has authority over your life, he takes responsibility for your life. And because he takes responsibility for your life, guess whose problems those are? They're his problems now. And Big Daddy's going to take care of those problems. Doesn't mean that they're not there. He's going to take care of them. Thank you for your testimonies. Give him a hand, please. Thank you. For Lane, did you have anything else you wanted to say before? Yep. Y'all, this is kind of weird because I had one more thing that I was like, I should have said this, and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to say that unless he says, Lane, did you have one more thing that you want to say? <laughs> that was what's going on in my mind. But what that is is when we were in college, this uh, group that we were with was amazing to me because nobody acted like they didn't have any problems. Everybody was open with their struggles to help someone else with their struggles and to get help with those struggles. So if you're going through something, like he said, there's no condemnation. Find a brother or sister in Christ. Tell them I'm struggling with this and help me with this. And we're here to build each other up and help each other just like he helped me and I helped him when we were so young to get through this. Find somebody to help you grow closer to God and get through whatever you're going through. Yes, amen. Mm -hmm. Father, we praise you. God, I pray for, for bravery 
for someone who's never given themselves, maybe, maybe even called themselves a Christian for years now, but never actually followed your teachings, never actually been a, a Christian, a little Christ. God, I pray for bravery that they will come and speak with somebody. I pray, Lord, that you will remove those nerves, Lord. I know that there's a lot of just social anxiety and, uh, and, and fear of judgment and condemnation, but Father, would you remove all of those things? God, I pray that you will be with us, Holy Spirit. I pray that as your, your people go out and read your word and pray to you, God, that you would move in a mighty way and that you would be with us supernaturally, Father. As we have faith, God, I just pray that you will, that you will move mountains. God, I pray that it won't end with Lane and that it won't end with Carla. God, you said that, uh, that uh, old men would dream dreams and young men would have visions, Lord. I pray that that will continue that you will give us a prophetic word, that you will give us uh, a supernatural love, that you will give us gifts that we use for your glory and for your namesake and help us to, uh, to go fishing. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Okay, baskets are going to come forward. You guys know, unless you distinguish otherwise on an envelope, that all of the, everything that we collect today is going to uh, victims of uh, the fire from this week from the fire that still rages on uh, but drop in that connection card let us know how we can get a hold of you come see us we want to pray with you you can do it during worship if you want but when service is over we want you to come see us we have a prayer team we have people waiting here to talk with you to minister to you people who have been there and done that got the t-shirt Jack's got two or three t-shirts Jack's got a jumpsuit. So we want to we speak with you about that. But please stand and worship with us.